0: So, you're on your own next weekend.
1: What? Yeah. Only me? Yeah. Well, Nobody you can wants find to somebody me. to
0: help you. you know, I could. You can find a guest, but you got to edit this shit and do all the, the things uh, yourself.
1: Because I, I don't be you're to. You're so good at it.
0: I won't be back till like Monday or Tuesday. So I sound
1: like one of those high school kids looking thinking, for somebody to do his homework.
0: Exactly. And I'm not <laughs> doing it for you. You're on your own this
1: week. I'll pay next you. Next week, I mean. I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> I'm not bringing the setup to, to I know edit you're not. It, well, no, nor you, no, nor should you. Nor should
1: you. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. You can always catch up on all of our back episodes and create your own watch list. By going to thewatchlistpod.com, you can engage with us on social media at Pirate Alice, that's Patty, at Bill Ivory Larson, that's me, or at The Watchlist Pod, that's us both. And if you happen to listen on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would love that. Thank you very much.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I have to start by giving a shout-out to a brand-new subscriber. What? That's right. So, Laura and I... We're actually at a lunch today mm-hmm. at someone's house. We're recording this on a on a Saturday, by the way, people. And uh, we went to lunch at someone's house. And I met a woman named Rebecca. Okay. And her husband, Mike. Okay. And Mike and I were talking about podcasts. And I said, well, if you happen to need a movie review podcast. And he's like, okay. So as I'm done, di- and I told him the name of it. And as I'm pulling it up on my phone, he shows me his phone, and it's us. What? So welcome aboard, Mike and Rebecca. Shout Hello. out to you guys, and thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Okay. So I've got two, well, well, actually, two things, kind of, and then one thing we both watched. Mm-hmm. So... Let me get the little short things out of the way if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. All right. I, I've gotta admit I'm a piece of shit. I'm still following the Golden Bachelor.
0: <laughs> That's fine.
1: No, it's not, because it's awful. The show is just <laughs> awful. It's just done with old people. I'm sorry. Okay. And and I'm and I'm and I'm sitting there because at the beginning of the show, he's doing the oh, I hate this. Look. And I'm oh, like, you oh, signed up for this shit, buddy! You know? I know, I did. I totally yeah. no, did. I was a sucker for that. guy who's like, oh. oh, yeah. They all fucking do.
0: I know. It's they like you all sign up for that, man. You know what? You're and and into. then
1: and then either the bachelor or the bachelor I can't handle this. Oh, this is the worst <laughs> of my life. Fuck you. You signed I can't up do for this. this anymore? Oh, <laughs> why does love hurt? Yeah. All right. Nice. Fuck you. All right. And so. And so I'm following this, and and I have found the secret to watching The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. I watch the first five minutes, and then I watch the rose ceremony.
0: Hey, that's really the all you need. And you know I, when I, when the soup was still on, that's kind of how they showed you a lot of these shows. They showed you just what you needed, and then you've seen the whole damn thing, and you don't need any anything else. Well,
1: right. Why yeah. do I need to watch? You know a full what's going hour of on. That bullshit yeah i don't want to watch the date i don't want to watch the drama i just want to see because i am of course rooting for somebody in this Mm -hmm. season
0: you're now invested apparently
1: i'm now vested in this because i truly think that she is a good fit for this dude now as i say this i know i am in the trap of being involved in caring about this particular season of the bachelor (laughs) but i've cut out all the bullshit. Yeah. But the one thing and I said this in my initial review of it, I said there's a little bit more of an emotional reality to this than I've ever seen before and the last like post credit scene is hilarious. Oh. Because all the, there are four different women who have kind of formed their own little like friendship okay. in this whole thing and they talk about in like one is doing the other one's hair like oh my god, would you please stop farting? And they're <laughs> And they're all just laughing. And I, and I just, what I love about it is just the sheer, like, actual dose of reality.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's what I'm feeding off of. Because when you get to a certain age, and for me, yeah, I really don't give a shit about a lot of things anymore, especially after hitting 50. Um, going gray is the least of them, but you know what? Mm-hmm. And I think after you get to certain milestone ages, you just let go of more and more and just stop caring. And what I love about these people is that they've reached that age. They don't care. They're gonna talk mm-hmm. about each other's farts and doing each other's hair and all that other sort of shit. And I that keeps me vested. Mm. So my the the woman that I have chosen for him is still in the running. She got a rose.
0: Ooh. So
1: Bill's happy. Okay. <laughs> All right. That That's just my quick update on The Golden Bachelor. Fuck me for still watching this show. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So why don't you do your thing?
0: Sure. The first thing I have is um, I've seen a few different kind of topics from this. Like it's a Netflix, like I don't know them. The master name of this series of things, and then they have, like, mini-series of it. It's the K-Food Show, and this one is called A Nation of Ban-Chan. Not to be confused with Bang-Chan, who is the lead singer of Stray Kids. Okay. (laughs) I had to go there. I just had
1: to. No way. So,
0: for those who don't know, Ban-Chan is, like, the side dishes, that's their generic name for all those side dishes you get at a traditional or quintessential Korean meal. And it's like the little dish of kimchi, a little dish of some like steamed vegetables, etc. And this show, it's 45 minutes long. And the second episode will be available uh, Sunday, which is tomorrow. Or it's available now since the show hits Monday. Us, our show, that is. So I've only seen the first show, but there are like thousands and thousands of these little side dishes. And you've got a few hosts of the show. They go to a couple of restaurants, and then they just sit there and eat the food, and they talk about it. And they go to a few different restaurants. They go to one that was really – this one was really a lot of fun and why I totally want to just talk about this particular show. They go into this – it's an older restaurant that's all run by the – like old grandmas. They're cooking all these dishes the traditional way. And so when you go into their restaurant, you sit in an empty room. There's no table. And then they, in the kitchen, have tables. They pile them up with all of these side dishes. They just pile all these side dishes on the table. Then they carry the whole table to your room. And the table has so much stuff in it, it's like bowing in the middle as they lift wow. it up. And I'm like, that table's going to split in half. But then they bring it into your room, and then they just keep bringing you more and more. Um, the, the banchan, the little tiny side dishes, are meant to be eaten with your like main course, and it's meant to be constantly refilled when you run out. And uh, most restaurants in Korea, most Korean restaurants, will just continuously bring you all of these sides, and a lot of the time those sides are free. They're just along with your main meal. And it was really fun to watch and, and see all these different foods, and all I could think is these are probably really fucking spicy, and they'll burn the shit out of my mouth, and I can't eat it. But it's oh, okay. just, it's so fun to watch them making these things, and seeing how it's made, and all the different stuff they have. It's a regular, like, food show, and they're showing you the history of this food and stuff. Um, there's another thing they do, they eat, called uh, Sam, and it's a, it's like a vegetable wrap. So... The one restaurant they go to is out in the farmland, and they, that restaurant, they have their own, like, f- farm in farmland. So all of the the wraps they give, all the the leafy greens they give for the wraps are, like, harvested that moment. They're so fresh. So, and you eat it, it's like, um, oh, it, it's a wrap. So you have any kind of leafy green, whether it's lettuce, kale, a pumpkin leaf, cabbage, whatever. And then you put your cooked pork belly or your grilled fish in it with some rice and maybe some vegetable. And then you wrap it up and you jam the whole entire thing in your mouth and try to eat it in one bite. That's what they all do in, in this show. They're all like jamming the whole damn thing in their mouth. Oh my it's, god! But it's just it's a fun show to watch about all the different foods they have because, you know... I'm, it was just really fun to watch and hear about all the, the traditional ways of doing it. And there's a certain way you're supposed to set the table and stuff, too. It was really cool. It's called A Nation of Banchan. The one episode is 45 minutes. Um, The second episode is probably going to be 45 minutes, too. But it doesn't Where do you drop watch till tomorrow. Time. This is on Netflix. Ah, they have another okay. one that's... Uh, I th- I haven't seen yet called A Nation of Kimchi. And so that's probably all about the history of kimchi. Huh. Go figure. <laughs> but okay. I haven't seen that one yet. I started with the Van Chan because that's a variety of different things. All right. So if you want some food show, that's a good one. Sweet. Yeah.
1: So my first, my first real thing tonight mm-hmm. is uh, Good Omens. Uh, the second season has dropped on Amazon Prime. And it follows Az- uh, Aziraphale and Crowley, played by uh, everyone's favorite dudes whose names I just dropped because I forced it to a Tennant. David Tennant, David Tennant, and and the other dude I remember David Tennant. Oh, uh, Michael Sheen.
0: There you go, Michael Sheen.
1: And in this one, John Hamm plays a character I can't even give this away because a lot of this plot was in the it's in the very first episode and I watched the very first episode but as I am looking at this cast list now I'm finding out way too much about the rest of the show okay great Um, <laughs> so don't look at Wikipedia folks Well, this is, it, this it dropped it a
0: while away. ago so it's not like brand new
1: no it's not I just found it it's you know okay. it's just new for me and it follows the the good angel and the bad angel in their adventures on earth and they are retired now mm-hmm. after their their season 1 adventures but lo and behold john ham's character drops to earth with complete amnesia and agents of heaven and agents of hell are looking to find out what happened and why there's now a vacancy in the big seat in heaven. Mm-hmm. And the wackiness ensues from there. You know what, from from what I've seen of this, it's it's good. I mean, you can't get bad Michael Sheen and David Tennant.
0: No, no, definitely not. It,
1: it's more of the same. So if yeah. you liked season one, you'll dig season two.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, Neil Gaiman still has a hand in the writing of it, the scripts. Um, yeah. Unfortunately... Um, Terry Pratchett has passed, so he's not really he's not writing yeah. any of this. And this isn't based on the book, because they the book is done.
1: Right. The book like is the, done. This is just a brand new book, adventure. And now. This is
0: brand yeah. new stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's season two, good omens. Check it out. Why not? Okay. Okay. All right.
0: The second thing is also on Netflix. This is a a Japanese sci-fi show. Ten episodes. They're about 40 minutes long apiece. This is called Pending Train. So think part Lost, part La Brea, but so melodramatic. Like ah, crazy-ass okay. melodramatic. So you got your firefighter, your teacher, a disgruntled old man, a gamer, some high school kids, and assorted others on the morning train going to do their start their day. Their phones all get this signal of an earthquake warning. And then the train car does some crazy shit. Everybody falls on the floor. Like they all, everybody falls on the floor of the train. And then they wake up and find that this one train car is in an overgrown forest on a mountain somewhere. And now they have to work together to survive and try to find out how to get back home. I mean, you got the, the hero, the, the pacifying, gentle female lead, the cynic. Um, you got They're the decision makers helping everyone survive. This is totally a character-driven series. It's all about the characters, but mm. it is so filled with, like, preachy, preachy, preachy speeches. Right. Uh, you have to survive. You need to get over your shit and survive. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then the music that starts to play is like really loud and so out of place. It like the the beat of the music is like jarring not matching what was happening as it starts on the screen at all. How they chose that music is beyond me. It's just who who did that? Who was the decision maker on that music cuz yeah, I, you know, background music has never been this like polar opposite of what's happening on the screen. Mm. Like there's some almost tragic thing going on, but then you get like this romance, like comedy, romance, rom-com music playing. And um, what is that? And I'm like, what? Who, cho- what? That does not even go with what's happening. But it, it, it overall, it was fun. You know, it's a, it's a fun little Losty La brea kind of a thing.
1: Would you recommend it?
0: No. Mm, uh... If you have absolutely nothing else happening, as I did today, I had nothing going on. I'm, like, homesick. I couldn't go to any of the stuff I planned to go to. All my errands were canceled for being sick. And I'm like, what's this? And I finally started it up, and I watched all 10 episodes today.
1: All right. So you were entertained.
0: I was entertained enough, yeah. Entertained okay. enough. I mean, there's plenty right. of, If if you're short on time... And you want something? You're, you're, if you're short on time, don't. And you got don't don't watch this. But if you got nothing going on, and you can't find anything else, and you're starting to fall into the scrolling endlessly pit of Netflix, pending train. This one maybe you should just stop your scroll and just put it on. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the best, but I've seen so much worse. So much
1: worse. So the next thing that I have, uh, I also I found on Amazon Prime Video. It okay. is Guy's Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Oh. And it's from 2023. From so from this year it was released on April 21st, and it's already streaming. Um, so it is about our war in Afghanistan, and how Americans used local interpreters to you know carry out our operations there there was no way that we could do any of the work that we did without local people and how the lo- and how other locals viewed these interpreters as traitors particularly mm-hmm. if you were working for the bad guy well Jake Gyllenhaal is the star of this movie and he is the leader of you know his group his platoon and he is injured and comes back to America But then he has to return to save his interpreter because we are we're beginning to pull out and we promised America promised interpreters visas to come here for their service to our country. And so this movie is really about him going back to Afghanistan to risk his life to find his interpreter who is on the run because yeah. he is now actually one of their country's most wanted for helping Americans. Mm-hmm. This movie fucking rocks. Oh, okay. It's really, really, really good. And I will tell you this, especially if you have a surround system or a sound bar or whatever you have, you know, it's, it's going to put it through its paces because, you know, it's a war movie. But make no mistake... It's not one of your go get 'em America kind of movies either, because at the end it describes what happens to a lot of these interpreters. Yeah. So this is just a great, great uh, dramatic action picture. And Guy Ritchie did a great job directing. Jake Gyllenhaal is always solid. That's my boy. Uh, and he does a phenomenal job. And actually, Homelander from The Boys is oh, in it in a nice. very minor role, okay. too. But anyway, yeah. um, so that is Guy Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. It's on Amazon Prime. Please check it out if you have Amazon Prime. It is a great movie. It's about two hours long. You're going to love it. At least I think you're going to love it. If you hate it, don't blame me. You <laughs> listen to a guy who's giving you a podcast for free. Okay.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. So my other thing here is um, I was checking out. My Disney Plus before it's officially gone forever. Yeah. Since I canceled it. And The Haunted Mansion is now available to stream on Disney Plus.
1: Why? So I gave yes that a it a try.
0: Is. Ah. And that stars Lakeith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Rosario Dawson, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Jared Leto.
1: Jesus. That is a and lot of And that movie failed. apparently
0: it did but i i thought it was kind of cute and fun it was just a cute and fun disney family movie so uh there's an astrophysicist who is developing a camera to detect dark matter and he's at a party and meets a woman who runs a ghost tour and he becomes entranced with her belief in the supernatural they get married but she dies in a car crash and he gives up his career and decides to continue to run her ghost tour as he's also searching famous haunted places looking for any sign of his wife in the afterlife, but he never finds any evidence that ghosts are real or exist. Several years later, there's a doctor with her little 10-year-old son. They move from New York into Gracie Manor. I believe this all takes place in like New Orleans, and she wants to turn this into a bed and breakfast. However, they move in and find out that the house is really super crazy-ass haunted. Yeah. And if you try to leave the house, ghosts will follow you wherever you go. So you kind of are stuck do. being in the house. Yeah. Yep. So uh, she manages to gather a variety of people to help her get rid of the ghosts. Our astrophysicist, a priest, a psychic, and a historian... And then the wackiness ensues as they all try to exorcise the ghosts out of this house and defeat the ultimate evil who's collecting all these ghosts and so forth and so on. It's cute. It's a cute little show. I made mean, a cute movie. Okay. It was fun. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is as fun as the, the woman in the the giant crystal ball. She's just the head of yeah. the crystal ball lady. If you've seen the Haunted Mansion ride, you've seen that, you know. They do. They have some well, I've
1: been on the ride at Disney like yeah. years and years yeah. ago.
0: And this is this totally takes a lot of its visual cues from the ride. Like there's a part where the chairs go moving around the house and outside into the yard and all that. And down the road, just like you sit in the big chairs in the ride. Mm. It's cute. It's a, it's a cute movie. It was fun. I would totally say okay. go ahead and watch it if you got the Disney Plus. I mean, don't get Disney Plus just for this cuz yeah, right, no. Right. But it was fun. I thought it was cute enough for an evening uh, of watching.
1: And huh. speaking of Disney Plus, I, I there was one other little half review I wanted to give. Uh, okay. We started watching Loki season two.
0: Oh, how is that?
1: Confusing as fuck.
0: Oh, great.
1: And I always watch Screen Crush by Ryan Airy. It's mm-hmm. a YouTube channel. And he always breaks down these episodes to give, you know, all the, you know, secrets and plot twists and shit that I don't catch Mm because I'm not that, you know, geeky about it. I don't know how he and his staff break down the smallest fucking little detail in every single episode. Like the characters are walking down a street and they pass a dingy old movie poster that you would never notice, but that's a callback to, to Marvel's Eternals and all that. And I'm like, well, okay,
0: that's, I'm done. They get paid to sit there and watch that minutia. And look I at the know they do. Like and one million day, million so shall day. we. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but there was one thing in his video, in his recap video, that he and his dog, which is half the reason to watch his, his videos anyway because he incorporates... His dog. And the dog says, I miss the days of Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet. And Ryan Aries says, yeah, so do I. Mm-hmm. The, the Marvel Universe has gotten so fucking complex and diluted and just disparate that you don't know what you're watching and why and when. And it's all confusing because of the multiverse. And Laura and I looked at each other like, damn, this show is confusing. And we're smart people. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to jump into Loki Season 2, by all means. I'll probably keep with it, but only because I want to find out what's actually going on, you know, Mm. and I want to figure out the confusion. Okay, that was that. The last thing I have is something that you have watched.
0: Yep, that I was going to be my last thing as well.
1: Sweet. Nice. Nice. So, very much like David Addison and Maddie Hayes, Uh the last thing we have is moonlighting.
0: Yes.
1: Some walk by night. I'll I'll tell you, it it has just started streaming on Hulu. And it was held up for so, so long because everybody was getting all the music rights. Yep. Because there's a lot of music in these shows. And they spent years getting the music rights all solidified and had to get the stars to sign off on it and everything. And there was actually an interview with the show's creator, Glenn Gordon Caron, because mm-hmm. he had to go visit Bruce Willis to obviously oh, get wow. him to sign off yeah. on it, which is part of my review of all of this. I loved this show when it was on.
0: I was totally into Moonlighting back then.
1: Totally. Back in the 1985
0: show ran- when it started.
1: 85 to yeah. 89. Yeah. And I was glued to my TV. I loved it. I loved every new episode. I even liked when they joked around, there's a new episode of Moonlighting. Go figure, you know, because mm-hmm. they eventually ended up hating each other filming this show. Oh, wow. So, oh, yeah, Bruce That's Willis stuff and Sybil know. Shepard. I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, they hated each other by the time the show was over. Because wow. by the time Bruce Willis got Die Hard,
0: oh, it was oh.
1: just kind of over. Okay. But anyway, so of course, and shout out to Terry, my -hmm. friend Terry. She and I loved Moonlighting. We talk Moonlighting all the time. As a matter of fact, I used to go to thrift stores just looking for the DVDs of Moonlighting. Thank God I don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) Anyway, so I started watching these. And... I have to put aside the time in which they were made.
0: Yeah, that's the whole reason why I was going to talk about it too, because you know, it is definitely a, a product of the '80s. But oh, if you, yeah. when you kind of get past some of that, it it's still okay.
1: It's still okay. The writing. I watched the first four episodes.
0: I've only watched the first one so far.
1: Okay. The writing was really really good mm-hmm. and you, you folks i swear to you you have to put aside all the 80s cheese you do everything from you know their receptionist answering a landline phone to the, just the all the shoulder pads everywhere. the oh my god the cars <laughs> the I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, the fiero the, that
0: I saw pulling out of a garage. Oh my god! In the background, it was but in the, the background.
1: <laughs> but some of the visual things they did on that show, like you saw the episode with the diamonds, right? That's yeah. the first episode. Yeah, the first episode. When they're hanging off that ladder, I started feeling like vertigo. It was it was that well done. No, oh yeah, I have a fear no, of falling. No, not
0: even close. Greens. No, that was Whatever. like clearly they're over a mattress that's like a foot off the ground
1: you know and what? A, a green, Leave me not even and a green screen it's like a, a
0: screen that it has clouds on the back that was not you know even vertical
1: whatever and she's I climbing the side of the building years old.
0: she's climbing the side of the building with her pumps on hey i mean come <laughs> okay. on okay
1: yes that was completely sexist but let's point to a modern example of that in Jurassic World oh, when Bryce well, yeah, Dallas yeah. Howard is running away from a fucking dinosaur right. in heels. Yes,
0: I know. That's what I'm, I'm so saying. So that's the problem I'm with I'm saying problem. Yes, that's part of the, the issue is she's climbing the side of a building. You got the the, the helpless, beautiful, blonde, former model and just, yeah. That's this, that's more of the stuff that like you got to get past the the answering oh, the yeah, answer landline and the the payphones and the shoulder pads. You, well, you're watching moonlighting. What do you get? What do you think you're gonna get? A cell phone? But the whole you know the woman climbing the side of the building in her palms. That I'm like, Man. she didn't even kick the shoes off to try and climb. She just kept them on, and she didn't lose one. That's Whatever. the other one. Not a, even not hanging from that ladder. She did not lose a shoe. Okay. which is but amazing. But is that what you focused on the,
1: watching this show?
0: I was watching all the different stuff. I'm just, because on Pending Train, that, the Japanese show, the guy is hanging off the side of a cliff. He of a shoe. And i a like, wait a minute. a Madeline Hayes didn't lose a shoe. Wow, those are some damn good shoes (laughs) in the 80s. Oh, my God. But, you know, just that kind of thing. You're expecting, you know, the peril of hanging from a ladder off the top of a building. Usually they show a, a shoe falling off, but she didn't lose a single shoe.
1: No, she didn't. But I watched this show for two reasons. Three. One, I loved it before.
0: Yeah. That's why I watched it.
1: So I will always go back, and you've heard us talk on this show a lot about shows we revisit that sometimes live better in your memory. Mm -hmm. I'm finding myself enjoying this all over again.
0: Yeah, aside from the, the extremely 80s sexist shit. I, I I liked it. I thought it was fine. You know, because the first thing he says to her is something about her sexy body when he sees her. And then he he thinks she's some Playboy model in a, you know, Miss May. And it's all about how, you know, her, it's all sexual from him. Which you get, that's the part that's like, just look past that and watch for the actual, like, the story of it. Yeah. That's that's where I feel with moonlighting. So there no, are parts that don't is that how you feel? Quite... Tell me more. What? That's what I'm. T-
1: no, I, I I understand, but it sounds like but when you tell people to get over that part of the '80s, this show, it sounds like you're not.
0: Well, because it's that bothered me watching it. So if I mean if you're that's what you're gonna get with moonlighting because it's from '85.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's what I'm. I'm just saying, you know. Don't forget that this happened and Bruce Willis is delivering those lines.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. So actually, a lot of people are delivering these lines too, even the supporting characters. Well, but I mean,
0: you know, yes, of course. But the main focus is on those two. And he is delivering those lines. And it's probably going to go out through the whole entire series Mm because, you know, it's just, it was 85 when I last watched it. So it it wasn't as clear. It didn't stick out to me as much then because that was just everywhere. So for those who may have, you know, forgot that or have never seen Moonlighting, I'm trying to point out this is what you're going to get. So if you want to try and enjoy it, you got to look past that.
1: Okay. I have nothing to say to that. What can I say to that? You're right.
0: Yeah. Well, You were poking at me like, oh, really? Well, I'm not
1: poking at you. It's just, but. That's
0: how it feels. No, uh, it's
1: not my intent. My intent is to say that, yes, this is an 80s show. And obviously there are very 80s things going on, not just in fashion, but in how characters are portrayed on TV and in the movies and so forth and so on. But you said you have to move past that, and then your entire argument about it switched to the things that were sexist and wrong. So what I'm trying to figure out is, did you enjoy watching it?
0: It was okay. I mean, I only watched the first episode.
1: All right. I'm four deep into this, and I'm going to keep going. Because the second reason I wanted to see this is because of Bruce Willis. Not just because it was pre-Die Hard. I mean, this is the show that was Bruce Willis's big break. And he actually had hair. That's that's a thing, too. But it was before his dementia was ever diagnosed. So it, it almost breaks my heart to watch him this animated and good. Because he's, and from what I understand from the creator of this show, he's actually pretty much nonverbal now. Mm-hmm. And that's sad to me because of not just because of movies like Die Hard but where I first fell in love with him which was Moonlighting. So I'm enjoying watching him. Be Bruce Willis. Just the dude you you wanted to be. And the third reason is yeah, the 80s kitsch. And I'm not and, and please, oh my god, the further you go, the sets are going to get awful. Oh, I there's no. an episode with a laser that is just <laughs> stupid just dumb just just stupid dumb but agreeing with you you have to move past the 80s of it all because back then we saw it through a different eye so we were concentrating more on just the writing not the tropes that they were employing now taking it through a modern lens you can absolutely see right through it all Mm -hmm. is it right or wrong no it's wrong but enjoy the show for the writing. If you enjoyed it back then, relive those feelings is what I'm saying. And I'm rejo- I'm reliving those feelings and I'm enjoying the shit out of it.
0: Uh, the first episode, I just loved. There was that whole scene where you got the, the Mohawk guy and he's getting ready to go chase the jogger guy. And you see the the cassette Walkman hooked to his belt. I know,
1: right? And I then, know. like, he
0: hits the button to fling it open. Like, oh, he's so cool! And then he puts he's so the badass. cassette in. He's such a badass with his mohawk and his anarchy leather jacket. And he got the cassette and his player on his hip.
1: And he's got those little foamy and headphones ho- foamy on. Foamy headphones it's awesome. on,
0: where the the wire is going through the mohawk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, well, then he, and then he and this... he closes
0: it and, and with. Cool man, force because he's like a punk rocker. Hits the button on his Walkman.
1: <laughs> well, Andy, he, and he chases the guy in bare feet, but yeah, whatever.
0: there's yeah. Well, and he's he's like a bad guy. The yeah. the punk rocker anarchy jacket is the bad guy. That is like tropey of well, tropes. Well, and
1: back then, two things. One, those Mohawks were anarchy and well, yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah,
0: that. but I just you know, he's the bad guy. I mean, the you, punks yeah. weren't always they weren't thug bad guys all the all the time they weren't all the time and
1: if you and if, and that guy was played by the same guy who played the bad greaser in greece
0: was he i i did not recognize him at all
1: yeah okay and so even though the even though greece takes place in the 50s and this takes place in the 80s i could totally see him being the same character mm-hmm. like you know he you know he graduates high school he becomes a punk and you know yeah you
0: know. yeah <laughs> yeah but that oh, whole thing, the, the walk, the whole Walkman thing, focusing on it like he's a badass. I'm like, you are not oh, yeah. a badass with your Walkman.
1: I'm having, I'm having fun watching the 80s of it <laughs> yeah, all too. Yeah, the 80s part so, is yes, to fun. So yes, to your point though, but to your point though, it is wrong. All the tropes are wrong, and one of the things that is annoying me is how much Maddie Hayes is damsel in distress. You know. So, I get it. I totally understand. Did I notice that none of her shoes that,
0: those like um uh like they they do that soft lighting on her only.
1: oh my God, yeah. the soft lighting on yeah. her clothes. I remember are sick. that like
0: <laughs> I remember that from first time around. I didn't catch it in this first episode, but I remember it from from oh, watching it, it I
1: think summer. in episode three when they, they show her sitting with a guy and they're interviewing the guy, the one shot of her is all this <laughs> soft lighting and everything. And then when they cut to the two shot, it's back to the hard lighting. Yeah, like, uh, wow, what happened? Man. Yeah. Anyway, moonlighting on Hulu, catch it. If you love the old show, definitely. Yeah. If you're new to it, it could be fun.
0: It'll Yeah, it could be fun.
1: All right. All right. So log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on the Contact Us button. Are you a moonlighting nut? Have you seen it? Are you excited about this? Let us know, because I would love to know. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on the Contact Us button. Or hit us up on social media, at symbolpiratealice, at symbolbillivorylarson, at symbolthewatchlistpod. And make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I'm by myself next week. Yep, you're on your own. i got to go trolling for guests.
0: You do. Yep, you
1: do. Um, All right. All right. Well, thanks, Patty.
0: (laughs) Sure, thank you.
1: Okay. Okay, Okay, bye. Okay, bye. She's totally mad right now. Okay, Bye. (laughs)